Welcome to our uh, vision casting service that we have once a year. Last year, at this time, we, we cast the vision of our, our name change to East Wind, and we all went out front and unveiled the new sign. Do you remember that? Can you believe that's only been one year ago? Does that not seem like five years ago? Amazing what all has happened in one year, but God's been good, and what a blessing the name East Wind has been shouted out all over the world through the online programming and thousands of people that have tuned in. I was telling the people in the early service, I said before COVID hit, we weren't even broadcasting on YouTube, and now we have 3,000 subscribers on YouTube that watch our services. Isn't that awesome? God is good. Amen. So I turn your attention today to Ezra chapter 3 and verse 11, and I want to I want to share with you what I feel like the Lord has uh, put on our heart for this year and um, some of the things that I believe are going to unfold that's going to make this the best year we've ever had. 2021 will go down in infamy. That great word that FDR introduced to us after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Go down in infamy. It'll be a name, it'll be a date that we'll never forget. Certainly we have not forgotten that. But I believe that God has called us for to the kingdom for such a time as this. We will not forget 2021. I believe it's going to be a year of abundance, a year of revival. And uh, I believe the theme that God is giving us for this year is together. Together. The Bible says that a a threefold cord is not easily broken. When you bring apostolic Pentecostal people together in unity of spirit, anything is possible. Ezra chapter 3 and verse 11, And they sang together by course and praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because He is good. That's why we worship. For His mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout, when they praise the Lord. If you want to know why Pentecostals make a lot of noise in church, that's why. Our worship is Bible-based. They shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Verse 12. But many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house, this referring now to Solomon's temple, when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice, and many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. Now also looking over in the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, chapter 2 and verse 20, Paul writing to the church at Ephesus given instruction says this and art built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are builded together notice how many times we see the word together for inhabitation of God through the Spirit. 
Paul talking in Ephesus also uses the word foundation, referring to the undergirdings of the New Testament church. And the foundation of that church is the foundation of the teaching of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. In the Old Testament, they also were rejoicing over the foundation that was laid for that temple. And I want to speak this morning on this subject, the cry and the shout. The cry and the shout. Lord, we're thankful for your word, thankful for your people, and thankful for your spirit that we feel in this house. Open our hearts and minds to your word, and we will declare your glory and your greatness in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. I've often read these verses in the book of Ezra. And thought that it was a negative that some of the elders wept at this momentous occasion when they were celebrating the foundation being laid. It was being laid again for the temple that they would now rebuild. But recently the Lord has given me a different perspective on this and now I see it as a positive. These elders had been there for the history of the temple. They remembered how grand and magnificent Solomon's temple had been. Of course it had been... Uh, destroyed and it had been laid in waste and they thought back and remembered what an incredible Ephesus that was. Friday night when we were here having a minister's meeting for uh, the region which is the central Florida Orlando area we were giving some of the pastors a tour of our remodeling and the complex here and as we were uh, giving them a tour around one of the pastors stopped me and was very kind and he said I feel like the queen of Sheba that went to visit Solomon's temple and said, the half has not been told. And I was like, well, that is so kind of you. (laughs) He was being complimentary of our facility. But there was only one Solomon's temple, one of the seven wonders of the world, and, and the elders had seen it. Can you imagine the grandeur of that place? These old uh, men, these ancient men, the Bible describes, these elders that no doubt had their heart in this or they would not have made the journey back to Jerusalem. Ezra was establishing the word, Nehemiah was building the walls, the foundation had been made and they were a part of it. And now they were celebrating this this, uh, mark in their reconstruction process, the mark of the foundation being laid. And so they were celebrating it, much like we would celebrate maybe a 25th or a, a 50th anniversary, they were celebrating this foundation being laid. And these older gentlemen had a hard time rejoicing because all they could think about is what it used to be like. They remembered, they thought back, and it was probably more than just thinking back of what the temple used to look like, but they probably also remembered it being destroyed and everybody, families being carried away captive and all that, that went with that. And so they were heavy hearted and they cried out as loud as they could because They were reminded of what it used to be like. But the young guys, the young bucks, they weren't exposed to all of that, weren't old enough to remember the good old days. They shouted because they were excited about the future in the first stage of this new temple. And there's there's been times that I have read this and I I thought that it was disappointing because the people were divided. But recently I have come to see that it was different sides of the same coin. The group was strong because not everybody was at 
the same place. Some were crying and some were shouting. And yet, they were all together. And I want you to know that the strength of a church is not that everybody looks alike, acts alike, worships alike. The strength is that some of us are crying and some are shouting, but we're all together. Some have had a bad week, some have had a good week, but when we all come together, it's one noise as we glorify the name of Jesus Christ. Some of you may have been raised in the church. Some of you were raised in the world. But God loves all of us and He is the common denominator that brings us all together. And when we get together, your shout may be different than my shout. My cry may be different than your cry. It does not weaken us. It strengthens us because we are all a part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And when we get together and we say we are in one mind and one accord, I've come to tell you that God honors it. Now... Not everybody is at the same level in a church. Some people have been saved for 40 years. Some people have just been saved for four months. Some people like the new songs. And, and, uh, and some people uh, like the old songs. I remember when we used to uh, reach forward in our pews and pull out a hymnal book. Any of you old enough to, some of you ancient? Now you don't want to raise your hand if I use the word ancient. <laughs> ancient of days. <laughs> You remember the hymnals. Oh, I want the number two in your songbook. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. Better sing forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory. <laughs> and some of you young people are looking at us like we're from another planet right now. Because y'all can't sing unless y'all got the words up there on the wall. <laughs> I heard one old gentleman said, that's called off the wall singing. You got to get your words off the wall. He said, I'm tired of this off the wall singing. Some folks like the old songs and some folks like the new songs and that's okay. Not everybody has to like the same thing. Some folks like to shout. Some people like to run the aisles. Some dance a jig and others say, you ain't ever going to get me out there doing that. And I'm so thankful. I'm so happy that not everybody is like me. But I'm really happy that not everybody is like you. <laughs> Y'all had a stronger amen on the first one than you did the second, the second one. Oh, that's the way it is. This is what I've, I've grown to learn about this passage of Scripture in Ezra. And this is what I feel like the Lord is putting on my spirit for 2021 is that some of us are going to be shouting and some of us are going to be crying and that's okay. 
But we're going to all be together and we're going to give God glory and we're going to give God praise and we're going to rejoice with those that rejoice and we're going to weep with those that weep and you're not weaker because you're weeping and you're not less important to God because you're going through a struggle. We are all together, hallelujah, and we are going to link arms together and we're going to minister to one another and together the body of Christ is going to grow and prosper in two. 2021 because this is the church of the cry and it's the church of the shout and everything in between oh hallelujah through 2020 in the COVID crisis people have reacted differently some people want to have church every day others want they want to come out of their house some want to wear a mask. Others say, we ain't wearing a mask. Some want to watch online. Other people want to be in the house of God. I believe that we are all fitly framed together. The Bible said that's what I read Ephesians to you for. We're all fitly joined together. Paul was using an example of a physical building to illustrate a spiritual church. The church is more than this building. This is where we meet, but the church is the people. And he said a building... Is we're all fitly joining. Well, where, what do we know about a physical building? A physical building doesn't all have the same wood, doesn't all have the same paint. It has different aspects, different elements. Some of it's drywall, some of it's wood, some of it's electrical, some of it's plumbing, some of it's landscaping, but all of it is working together to give us a nice edifice to be able to come and to exalt and to lift up the name of the Lord. Well, a church is the same way. We're not all, uh, you know... Uh, uh, drywall. We're not all electrical. We're not all, you know, some people are uh, are people of faith and, and others are intercessors and, and some are worshipers and, and some are faithful with their tithes and give it. And it takes all of us, all of us together, working together. It's it's something about it strengthens. There, there's some that, that shout when they're singing and there's others that, that barely lift their voice when they sing. And all of it is important. Some people are, are worshipers and others are weepers. Some are intercessors and others are soul winners. Some are Bible st- uh, study teachers and other people are working behind the scenes. But all of it is a building that is fitly joined together. Psalms chapter 133 and verse 1 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That may not mean uh, all of us being physically uh, in one location. Through COVID, we've got another whole congregation that joins us every Sunday and Wednesday through the internet. But guess what? We are all joined together in unity because we've got one spirit uh, and we got one purpose uh, and we got one mind uh, and we got one Lord uh, and we got one faith uh, and we got one baptism and we are all in Him and He is one. And so I believe that God is calling us to a theme in 2021 of together. We are stronger together. We are better together. We were designed for being together. And I believe that we should work in two different aspects. I believe our focus in 2021 should be in two different fields of labor. Neither one of them mutually exclusive of the other. We've got to first of all work with the cry, and we've got to also work with the shout. And we've got to realize that the kingdom of God is made up of both. The first field is that we have got to reach for people that are hurting. We've got to reach for our own members that have been affected by COVID, those that are vulnerable, those that are sick, those who have 
compromised immune systems, those that had not been able to come to church. We're going to have to work with them. There's not going to be some magical uh, vaccination that's all of a sudden going to cure all of this because it's much more than just a physical thing. There's a spiritual element to this as well. And so as the body of Christ, we're going to have to minister to people. We're going to have to repair some breaches. We're going to have to reach uh, for our own people. And you know what? If you see somebody that hadn't been here, call them and say, Hey, I don't know why I haven't seen you. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe you haven't been able to come out. But guess what? I just want you to know we love you. We're going to all have to get on the phones and start emailing and calling people and letting them know we love you. And it's not the same without you. The body of Christ is not exempt from those that cry. It is not exempt from those that are hurting. We are in the restoration business, ladies and gentlemen. There was no greater rescuer of people than Jesus. We celebrate the weepers. We welcome the hurting. Written on the Statue of Liberty uh, in the uh, Ellis Island in New York Harbor uh, on a plaque right down there that established what this country was going to be built upon are these words. It comes from an ancient poem. It says, keep ancient lands your storied pomp cries she with silent lips give me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning to breathe free the wretched refuse of your teeming shore send these the homeless tempest toss to me i lift my lamp beside the golden door now i can't hardly read that without thinking of the spiritual overtones to that if a nation can put that on the Statue of Liberty and say, this is what we're going to build this nation on, how much more should the church say that this is not a place for perfect people? We're all here by the grace of God. Some of us have been tossed in a tempest. Some of us have been huddled masses. Some of us are dealing with pain and strife and stress even as we sit here today. But I'm glad to tell you that God, hallelujah, is no respecter of persons. He died for every single human being on this planet. So we're going to open our arms to welcome the hurting. And we're going to say, hey, our focus is on you. We are not and we shall not be deaf to the cry of our own constituents. We are not just tolerant of the cry. We're not just saying, oh, there's some people that are crying and we're just going to try to drown them out with our shout. No, we're going to recognize that those that are crying is part of the body of Christ. And we're going to position ourselves. We're not going to just accidentally stumble upon it. We're going to be intentional in positioning ourselves to help heal the hurting. There is a lot of hurting. I had a man the other day that's a courier came up here to drop off some paperwork and he said, Pastor, are you guys back to having services? I said, we have been having services since May. He said, oh, I'm so glad. He doesn't go to this church. He didn't go to any church. He said, I'm not a church going person, but he said, I'm so glad you're having church because he said, people in the community are hurting. He said, I just came from a situation where people are struggling and hurting. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. People are hurting and we've got the answer. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to be proactive in realizing that a part of the body of Christ is the cry of God's people. It's the cry of those, hallelujah, that maybe used to be in an apostolic church, but for some reason, they're not anymore. We've got to let them know, we love you. You belong here. This is your church. 
It's not a detriment. It is a termination. That no saint shall be left behind. <laughs> I got to maybe put it in your lingo where it'll make sense. No child of God is going to be left behind. This is a year of revival. This is the year that unsaved loved ones are saved. That sons and daughters come home. That marriages are restored. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. No friend left behind. No co-worker left behind. Nobody left on the wayside. We're going to be the church of good Samaritans that stop and go out of our way and say we're here for you. We will cry and weep with those that weep. This is one reason why we're changing our format on Sunday. Because we want to start new classes on Wednesday night to help people in their daily life. And so on January 27th of this month, we will start new classes on Wednesday night for marriages. We'll start new classes for parenting. We're going to start new classes for finances. We're moving all of our classes to Wednesday night. Bishop Myers has already told you he's going to start teaching on Wednesday nights now instead of Sunday mornings. So there will not be a formal Sunday school, as you've already heard in the announcements, at 10 o'clock. We're going to have two morning worship services on Sunday morning, both of them, 8.30 and 10.30, are going to be evangelistic. We're clearing out some space and time so we can have altar call because God's going to bring a whole bunch of people into the church this year. We've got to have time to pray people through without feeling like we're being rushed down. We're moving all of our membership and discipleship classes on Wednesday night. And so on, on Sunday morning, I, here's another thing that I believe God's called us to. And I think you've seen this through this year of COVID of 2020. One of the things that God is calling us to is this. We have got to get out of the mindset that we just have church once a week on a Sunday morning. I think we've all realized this. And I think this is in some ways where having streaming into our houses through online broadcasting has helped us. And that is that we need God every day. We've got to be in an atmosphere of praise and worship every day. Every day that you open up your eyelids and you're still conscious and breathing air and on this side of terra firma. It's a time to give God praise. It's a time to say great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. So Wednesday night's going to be as important as Sunday morning, as Sunday night. We're going to have altar calls. We're going to have services. And on Wednesday night, we're going to be teaching and we're going to do all that we can to try to help people. Now, there's still going to be Sunday school for the kids during our 830 service and during our 1030 service. We're not going to forsake anybody, but we're going to broaden and deepen our walk with God. Hallelujah. And we're going to be able to give people some life skills because every solution... For every problem of every situation that you're dealing with in your life right now is in the Word of God. How to strengthen your marriage? It's in the Word of God. Hallelujah. How to parent your children? It's in the Word of God. How to be blessed in your finances? It's in the Word of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to come together with a target on helping and ministering to the body of believers that call East Wind home. But we're also going to reach for the unchurched. We started feeling a couple of months ago that the Lord was calling us this year to take the gospel to the streets and to the parks. When we had our outdoor service last month, I felt the Lord was telling us that this was just the beginning. You remember I started saying things. I didn't intend to say any of that, but I just stepped up there and 
If you've never been to an outdoor service, you need to come, especially these ones at night. You need to come tonight. We got all those lights up. We have that stage on there. Oh, it's unbelievable. And we've gotten a little more progressive in our outdoor services. We have a live altar call. But you can stay in your car, turn up your radio, hear the service, stay in your car and, and uh, stay warm. <laughs> we never thought we'd say that in Florida. We started out doing these outdoor services in March and April, and it got hot. In fact, I was, I was teaching one, so this is when I knew we had to get back inside our building. Because I was teaching one Sunday morning out there, and my whole iPad just said, we're out of here. And all that was left on my iPad was a thermostat that said, too hot. <laughs> but oh man, at nighttime, you're going you're gonna to have so much fun. So a, a month ago, we were doing one of these outdoor services at night. And uh, I just started, you remember, those of you that were there, I just started saying, I feel like God, this is going to, this is just the beginning. This is just the dress rehearsal. We're going to do outdoor services and crusades down here in Palm Bay and Melbourne and Bavard. And I just started just sharing whatever, I don't even know what I said. I, I reflected on it later and thought, what in the world was I saying up there? I was just going with the flow. And uh, I was feeling the Lord was, prompt, I think it was the Lord was prompting me to say all of this about how we were going to go and do. And then there was a lot of things that followed after. And then God started to connect the dots for him because that morning we had had our go ministry. You know, go ministry where we, we give for the whole year and people pledge and, and we go, we, we target, you know, we talk about Jerusalem. It, it's, it's based on, you know, going in all the world and preach, teach the gospel. Acts 1 8. And then we went all through that. And it, Jerusalem is our immediate area. We're going to go, and here's what we do. We give to our... Jerusalem is our immediate area. Judea, that's our surrounding area. The, the ministries of our organization. And Samaria is special needs ministries and hands for healing. That's our community. And then the uttermost part of the earth is our global ministries. And so we uh, each year, we commit to that, as you know, and you committed. And, and, and we had that morning of that outdoor service in December. We had had the record-breaking ever... Uh, pledge and I had just stepped down in faith and said I think God's going to do something incredible and sure enough the Lord got me out of my comfort zone and then confirmed it with your obedience to the word of God and then all of us we came together and it was a Holy Ghost thing when God is in it it just flows you don't have to force it it just flows because God's behind it that's what we saw in the winds conference God was behind it we didn't know how that was going to work in October we brought all these preachers in and we brought all this, and we said we want to target millennials and young ministers and, and people came from all over the country and we did everything we could to stay clean and sanitized and temperature checked and social distance and everything but you don't know there's no guarantees we had altar calls people slayed in the spirit people getting the Holy Ghost getting baptized and when it was all said and done guess what we didn't have one single person get COVID because when God's in it he just covers it just puts a dome over the whole thing. And then people are still talking about it. People are writing us saying, hey, we've gone back and we've watched that. They've had more people watch Wins Conference. My friend was telling me in St. Louis the other day, then they've had watched the General Conference. Now that's not because of us. It's because when God's in it, no man can deny it. Good God, I feel the Holy Ghost if I, all by myself today. And I'm going to tell you something. God is in this. We're fixing to take this gospel to the streets. We've already got dates. We're going to have a crusade in Palm Bay. We're going to get a big tent. I don't know how it's going to happen yet. But you mark your calendars. Mark 19, uh, 20, and 21. We're going to have a crusade. And it's going to be in our Jerusalem. And we're going to take it out to the streets. Hallelujah. Because the Lord said, I put it on the heart of God's people to give. Because we're going to give. And we're going to have crusades. Not just in North. America, but right here in Brevard County.
Oh, yeah. And some of y'all, I know, y'all going to be able to handle it. Some of y'all are not going to say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Going out into the parks. I mean, even Brother Chris Green that was here with us this week for our, he didn't know what we, God had put on our heart. And, and I didn't know what God had put on his heart. And yet it all comes together. And, and people just started sharing what, what all they're feeling. And, and Brother Chris Green, if you were here during this week, you know, he shared what all he felt like the Lord had put on his heart. And, and he's been uh, having to be sheltered in place there in, in Portland, Oregon. And the Lord just put on his, on his heart to go to these skate parks. And he, he just started putting out igloo coolers and signs free and giving out uh, rice, be, rice cream, crispy treat, whatever those things are. Rice Krispies. But I'm trying to get Krispy Kreme donuts in there too. I feel it. Weaving it in there. I don't know if anybody's ever mixed those two, but I bet they'd be good, boy. <laughs> He started giving it out and people started coming. He said, I just going to, I started teaching and started talking to him. The Lord just said, don't worry about what to say. I'll give you the word as you go. And then he put together this whole harvest in motion ministry of, of a whole, uh, how it's going to happen and work. He's going to spend the next three months with us. And, and he said, here's what I want to do. He started sharing what he wanted to do and what he's feeling, this and that. And I realized we got to do more than just have a crusade. We got to have a culture of street evangelism. So on Wednesday night, when we're having all those other classes, Brother Green's also going to have an outreach class. And it's going to be for everybody that wants to be involved in outreach. And then at least once a week, we're going to be going to the streets. We're going to be in parks. We're going to be out on the street. We're going to take the gospel out there. And you say, Pastor, I don't know how to do all that. Well, guess what? You just jump in and God gives you what you need as you go. We're going to shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to weep and cry and help those that are hurting. But guess what? We're also going to reach the unchurched. And we're going to go with the shout of victory. Hallelujah. Because when the, when the army of Israel, when they had the shout of triumph, you know what that was? That wasn't a shout that happened after they had won the battle. Before they ever pulled their sword against the Philistine, they would shout in advance of the, of the attack. And they would shout with the voice of triumph for what God was going to do. I feel a shout coming up out of East wind that said we're going to have revival like never before and we're going to hallelujah go to the streets and the highways and the byways and God has given us the resources and God is going to give us the harvest and people didn't know other people started tagging in others didn't know what we were I was just talking about this with my wife and our staff and then uh, Brother Chris Green came and started sharing his burden when you just started talking together. And Brother uh, Morgan, he told me a few weeks ago, he said, I was flying back to Brother Dylan Morgan. He said, I was flying back into Melbourne and he said, I saw all these lights. And he said, I've never had this happen to me before, but he said, I saw all those lights. And he said, I thought about all those people that are represented by all the lights of homes and houses and and he said, we were just, we were coming back in. It was at night and we come back in. And he said, I looked down over Melbourne and Palm Bay and South Bavard. And he said, I saw those lights. And he said, I thought about all those thousands of people. And he said, I don't know. I don't know. I've never had this happen before, Pastor. He said, I just started crying. He said, I just started weeping in the airplane. And I said, you know what's happening, Brother Morgan? I said, God's given you a burden for this area. 
He said, I don't know what it means. I don't know how it's all going to fit together and what your vision. I said, I started sharing with him what God had told me. And he said, I feel like God's bringing us all together. So we're Brother Green, Brother Morgan, myself. Then Brother Josh Herring started texting me. He goes, I don't know what y'all are working on right now. And I said, we're working on street evangelism. He said, that's what I've been feeling. He said, I'm up here in Wisconsin and I'm meeting with these churches. And we decided we're going to have street evangelism. He started sharing. all. It was all exactly what we'd been talking about. And it's amazing how God confirms things. He started sharing what he was feeling. Then somebody else, Texas, another minister, Texas, and he said, "What are you? Are y'all working on street evangelism?" I said, "Yeah, we are right now." He said, "I said, how'd you know? Did Chris text you? Did Dylan text?" No. He said, "I just, I just was in prayer and I felt like you guys were working on something." But he said, "I got a word for you." I said, "What's the word?" He said, "Don't expect everybody in your church to be excited about it." Boy, was he right! I could feel it right here this morning. I wasn't sure he was a prophet until right now. <laughs> I was just having fun. But here's what he said. He said, you can count on the young people and college career are going to be with you. He said, you won't have to worry about the young people. And I got to thinking about this verse. It was the youth that shouted. It was the young men that shouted. We just crazy enough. to. I still think I'm a young man, even though I'm 57. But I still think I'm a teenager in my head. We're just crazy enough to believe anything can happen. Somebody else may say, oh, it's going to be hard and you're going to be rejected and all that's probably true. But we're just crazy enough to believe that if God is in it, anything is possible. So we're going to link up with the young people and the college and career that are brave and bold enough to take it to the streets, hallelujah, and to say, hey, we're not ashamed to tell you, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is what you need in your marriage. Jesus is what you need in your home. Jesus is what you need on your job. Woo! You don't need drugs. You need an apostolic demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Woo! He said, the other group that you can count on are new converts. He said, people that have been in church two or three years or less. He said, that crowd's going to be with you. I said, boy, I, I, I know you're right. But I said, I'm not going to limit it to just young people, college career. And I'm not going to just limit this to people that are new converts. Because I got a text the other day after Brother Green had preached and shared his burden. I got a text with, to, from a man that's been, been in church a long time. And he said, Pastor, this is the same burden I've got. You can count me in, whatever we need to do. And then Sister Baisden, who I don't know how old she is, but she's older than I am. She told me she just got a new Bible study at her 55-plus community. She's going to be teaching a Bible study at her whole community. Now, she could just sit back and relax and enjoy church. She'd been a saint a long time. Here's what I say. I think that this is a paradigm model busting revival. You're not going to be able to say, with just the shout is the young people, and just the cry is the old people. No, they're going to all mix together. And I know not everybody's going to have the same passion. Not everybody's going to have the same burden. But here's what I'm telling you. I don't care if you've been in church four months or 40 years. God's got something for you in 2021. And it's going to be greater than it's ever been before. It's going to be better. Come on, you've been praying a long time. You've been crying and weeping and interceding for a lost loved one. I've come to tell you, there's a shout that's going to come from the cross. 
you to stand to your feet right now I just feel like the Lord has just stepped in right here I still got a lot more to preach but I'm gonna put it aside I feel like right now the Lord is moving in a powerful way if you're comfortable coming out where you're standing and coming and standing down in in the altar area you're more than invited to if you want to stay where you're at that's okay but I want us together as a people I want us to use our voice and I want to come together in a harmony and in a unison The Bible said when they all came together in that upper room, that they were all in one place, yes. But they received the Holy Ghost. Not when they were in one place in a physical location. They were in that one place for at least 10 days before the Holy Ghost was ever fallen. But when you read Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it's when they were in one accord. Unity comes... You know, the Bible talks about how it's good for brethren to dwell together in unity. Unity is more than just a physical location. Unity is oneness of purpose. Oneness of mind. Oneness of mission. And saying, we are one people. And we are going to come together with a unity and say, our focus is going to be souls like never before. For those that are crying and those that are shouting. Come on, we're going to be the bridge. And I want to, I, I said this in the early service, I'm going to say it now. I feel like that there is a, a common denominator that's bringing us all together. Even though I know we've all come from different walks of life. People are from different countries and, and people have different backgrounds and, and, and a lot of different journeys. But oh, the Lord has brought us together. Oh, the Lord has brought us together. 
I'm so thankful for the people of God. Thank you, Lord, you've brought people together. He's brought us together because He's got a plan for us. He's brought us to the kingdom for such a time as this. Oh, my friend, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. And we've got to work while it is day because the night cometh when no man can work. You may not feel it this morning, but if you can somehow muster up the faith and the courage to say, I'm not going to wait until I'm in battle. I'm not going to wait until I'm weary and tired. But right now, today, by faith, I'm going to lift up my voice. And just like we declared over our offering, I want you to lift up your voice right now. And would you declare, I'm going to get my miracle. Come on. This is the year of victory. This is the year of abundance. I declare it in the name of Jesus. I'm going to shout in advance. I'm going to worship in advance. Come on, they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Faith without works is dead. We need both cry and the shout. We declare it in the name of Jesus. I said, lift up your voice. I declare it. I shout in faith. I shout in victory. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Fill this place with your spirit, God. Shekinah glory of the Lord fill this house. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Jesus! Every 